This is JFM Podcast. A pleasant evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanap, uh, hoping you're having the best of time. This first day in the month of April 2021, it's 1st of April, and uh, I don't know what the experience is, but you know, many, many years ago, uh, where we used to live before, there was this, uh, I'm not going to mention his tribe, but somebody woke up in the morning, you know, and you know, the usual tradition of April Fool's Day, and he came and did April Fool's, you know, to this uh, shop owner. He owned a shop like just down uh, the street, and <laughs> First thing in the morning, we came out and you know he was saying, "Ah, bakabadi, ah, bakari." Like it's not like this. This is not the way it's been done. <laughs> then they came out to say, "No, but you've been pranked." So allow the man to go away with the goods. And he said that no, no, no. He was bitterly complaining that no, that's not how he's been done. That's not. <laughs> if you understand Hausa, the gist is very, very uh, interesting in Hausa. So I, I don't know, but it's like we've lost, you know, some of these humorous times that you know. People, kids will prank, you know, their parents and parents will prank their kids. Wives will prank their husband, you know. But I thought I was getting pranked today, but I wasn't getting pranked, you know. Uh, well, good evening, Okpayami, and how's the going? Very good. Well, I didn't allow myself to get pranked. Every message, nobody even dared me. Every message that is not direct on my phone, I didn't open it today. So, in case you drop any uh, April Fool prank on my WhatsApp, I'm sorry, man, it won't work. Uh, you, you, you talked about that we've lost touch with all of these things, and uh, Mr. Fanap, it's been really difficult. And he would always say, it's only when you are married in the heart that the expression of your face shows happiness, and it's been really difficult. Uh, I mean, it's 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 really confusing when you know, look at the direction that the world is moving to when it comes to development and when you look at the direction that we're facing and you look at how basic it is. I read a statement from the presidency that Mr. President would govern from uh, from the United Kingdom. And, you know, there's some things that just sound funny. I remember in 1999 when the former governor of Lagos State, uh, Bolak Mertinubu, was having a running issue with his then deputy uh, Mrs. Kuforola Bokno. Yes, that was the that was the first uh, deputy governor before Femi Pedro, you know, came up and joined him. And we heard that each time uh, Bolatin the then governor of Lagos wants to travel, he locks the government house in Alausa in Ikeja and he travels out with the key. He locked the governor's office because he was having a running battle with his, uh, you know, his deputy governor then. And when you read issues like that, especially when you look at, you know, what that brings politically at this crucial time. A lot of people say, Mr. President is going away for a couple of days, maybe weeks. He should hand over to his vice president to act in his capacity. Remember the last time it happened? Somebody got sacked and Mr. President came through, came back and he became a problem. And so yeah. it just shows how crazy we can be, how intoxicated in this case we can be with power. But at the end of the day, I've always said it, everybody should do the right thing to make sure that the people that put you in office are satisfied, are satisfied rather. Again, I made a statement yesterday. I did it day for yesterday as well that every responsible government should be responsible enough, should be proactive enough to make enough money to take care of its citizen. And until we get to that point, we, are, we place so much lip service with the issue of internally generated revenue, and there's no state that would survive without making such. That's the best way your money can come through. But if all you wait for is when you pay salary, you're waiting for the tax of the people, and you have a lot of facilities that can help you make extra money money then you're not going anywhere yeah well it's uh, you know very i mean there are really nonsensical things that we promote and reinforce in our society uh i remember the when yarado was ill and then uh andraka came out to say that hmm. the president can rule from anywhere anyway I mean, for God's sake, he was the <laughs> He was the number one law officer in the country, number mm. one lawyer in the country, Minister of Justice, Attorney General of the Federation. 
and he was, you know, defending something that is, you know, an aberration to our constitution. Mm. Recall the uh, heat. It took the intervention of David Mark Dents and the president, even uh, some elder statesmen, and then they brought out a word, the doctrine of necessity. Before but I remember the allowed, North. Yeah. yeah. I remember the North was vehement. I mean, they didn't allow good luck, Jonathan. They gave him a running battle, you know, mm. at the time. Uh, I look at what Garabashua, I think that, you know, maybe he should question his journalistic credentials. Hmm. For you to come out to say that, you know, because of one man, you know, because he's in London, someone who told Nigerians that what is of what benefit is seeking medical attention abroad? And he's traveling abroad while resident doctors are on strike, indefinite strike. These are residents. For the same president that said yeah. he had done enough, he had this done are, more than... These are residents. I mean... They don't, you know, this is what they do. Uh, they are not yet consultants. They are residents. You know, you need to carry out... The, I, I have a friend, a dear friend, he's a doctor. He's schooled in Russia and he came home to... Yeah, I, I said... I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry for bringing this story up, but let me just continue the uh, story because I know that it to get me, you know, emotional at some point in time. And I mean, in the evening, there was a time, you know, we're just uh, uh, together having conversations in the evening, and he said that look, that he regrets, you know, coming back to Nigeria. That if he knew uh, that this, how the system is, well, he have stayed have, back in Russia. No, even stayed back, he would have moved maybe to Amsterdam, to, to you know, mm. Netherlands, to Germany, to mm. other country, and uh, do his medicine degree and finish, you know, and uh, continue living his life. He said, just for you to be resident, I mean, look at the Herculean nature of the job. And then you find consultants, you know, trying mm-hmm. to frustrate you. Right now, you don't have a pay. And the consultant, uh, the, the resident, uh, the president has rubbed it in their face, like, do your worst. I'm living to London. I don't care about the health system. A friend of mine who's schooled in re- Ukraine, I, I saw on uh, on uh, WhatsApp status, said, ordinary 500 naira for consultation fee. Diagnostic that, I mean, she works in the hospital. The people cannot even afford. Huh. Ordinary five, not ordinary. It's not or, if it's ordinary to me. It's not ordinary to the next person. I mean, that's so, why they can't afford it. Yeah, let me correct my statement. Mm. They cannot afford it. You know, they can't have. I mean, they can't even break. You know, even. Okay, I mean, it's, 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 it's sickening that this society doesn't uh, regard as long as you know you have power, you have you know, uh, you control the shot. Then everybody lose their mind in this society, neglecting even you know uh, what makes us a country in the first place. It's almost, the it's almost like when the gov- when the chief executive officer of the state travels, everything comes to a standstill. It's almost like when the president leaves the country, everything comes to a standstill. Uh, but perhaps somebody somewhere is scared of maybe losing power or losing control because I, I, I'm trying to understand the justification behind it. You're living even while you're still here. We're still trying. We're trying struggling so hard to put our food together as a people now you moved over to the uk and i saw it i saw um a newspaper headline yesterday and a lot of people may not see the way i saw it uh, this, this, the, the picture of the president climbing his uh, the the airplane trying to go out and they now put the headline resident doctor begins indefinite strike i mean the interpretation i got was that because mr president was backing you know the, the when the shot was taken so it could be like okay I, i'm backing all your problems whatever it is you're dealing with i'm going to the uk i'm going to relax i'm going to take care of myself on taxpayers money i'm going to the city they said he, he has had this uh you know this consultant for more than 30 years so they can't change it and the question is this the same government that have come out to say that they've done more in six years what the former uh, the pdp did in 16 years to the health sector of this country that they spent in the in the region in the region of about 3.19 trillion naira to try to fix medical facilities across country across the country rather in terms of the uh, you know, healthcare centers in terms of the general hospitals and all of these things. And the president left at this crucial moment when the resident doctors they have the numbers, they have everything, and you're living at the point where they're going on strike. And what are they asking for? The basic of what you can afford to give these people uh, again, it, it takes us back to how labor used to be in this country in the days of Adams Ushomole under Obasanjo. And that is probably one thing a lot of people will not forgive Adams Ushomole for the fact that it allow the Nigerian Labour Congress to be decentralized. Now, it becomes difficult for people to have unity in purpose, they have unity of agenda. Gone are those days where if the Nigerian Medical Association is going on strike, the whole system shuts down. If the Nigerian Union of Teachers is going on strike, the whole system shuts down. Now, if you are going on strike, you're on your own. Perhaps it's, the leadership of your own association are not being brought to the table to have a discussion. I mean, if you are not asked to, if you are not MBA, nobody cares about you. 
I mean, it's uh, Nigerians should, you know, think very hard. You know, uh, for Gabba Show to come out to say that, come out to say that it's not necessary for the president to transmit. You know, uh, power. I mean, that is. Uh, I mean, that is. He's a, a slap. I mean, without hey. even due apology, that is a very nonsensical statement because he's violating the constitution. Of it is. Country. You know, it's 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 about uh, Nigeria, not uh, about Buhari. We've seen Why case, will come and go. We've seen Gabba cases in this country. Everybody, Mr. Fana, we've seen cases. Everybody will come and go. But the constitution it remains. The of Nigeria, you know, remains. So I don't, you know, at times I say, and and that is why I I, I do think I was having a conversation with young lad this just this afternoon, and we're talking about uh, lots of you know issues, especially about you know the we talk about tech, you know, different uh, issues. There are young Nigerians. This is just a seventeen-year-old kid. Mm. There are young Nigerians who wants to uh, respect don't, and be patriotic, yeah, but they don't see it from their parents how to be patriotic. They don't see from their leaders what it means to be patriotic. They don't see from anybody what it means to be patriotic. And Garbashio will come out to say that it's not necessary. The president yeah. can rule from anywhere. Uh, that is very absurd. And we've seen a station whereby they will tell you that Mr. President is going to be away for 14 days. And I mean, it goes maybe 90 days. So as long as Mr. President is not in Nigeria, I mean, they will tell Oga, if he needs to send any document, perhaps they will take it over to him in the UK. Or maybe it was, it will, the, his uh, stamp is behind. So he will just the stamp the document. The late, I, uh, I don't know how these things that. work. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what comes into our mind when we sit back on the promises that we made during the election. I don't know what comes to our mind when we say our parties have ideology. We're here to change the narrative. We're here to make things better for the people. And you're continually, consistently drawing the people down the drenches of poverty. And you're coming out to say you want to... Did you hear what Fair Addition or said for yesterday? That if they say they want to take Nigerians, one million Nigerians of poverty, whatever, that is a projection. That is something that will not happen in maybe in the next 10 years. But you've already spent six years in office and you've not done nothing. I just pray that maybe his uh, grandson will ask him, just like Mohammed's grandson asked him that, uh, Granddad, why are people saying you are a liar? Maybe <laughs> if they ask him, you come back to his... Uh, uh, sense. Well, Mr. Clement Sarugaka, yesterday we brought his issue here. Premium Times ran an interview, uh, did an interview with him, and I quote him verbatim. He said, I work as a security man stationed at the car park section at the old Banex Plaza. I was on duty when a man, Mr. Omar, arrived in his car at the plaza, and I noticed he parked his vehicle wrongly. Then I approached him to inform him about his wrong parking because he had parked by the roadside, obstructing all the visitors arriving at the plaza. After I informed him about his wrong parking, he came out and slapped me. When he slapped me, the driver also came down and slapped me and they tore my uniform and they stepped over me severally. Uh, well, uh, someone, he said, uh, well, the early, the, he told Mr. Umar, Mr. Sagwa said it was even the Oga by himself, Mr. Umar, that went to his car to pick up an iron rod in an attempt to hit me on my head. Maybe the CCT boss is allegedly drunk or high on some, you know, drugs and Bubu Marwa is doing a good job in curbing uh, people who Maybe the search will soon get to him. I mean, why will you even take an iron rod to hit someone and you're a judge? Well, let's continue. He said, uh, in an attempt to hit me on my head, a tenant at the plaza quickly held his hand and pleaded with him on my behalf not to hit me with a metal. I let her run to meet my supervisor to come to my aid. I was unable to find my supervisor, but I later got my head guard to report my situation. On getting there, my head guard called the Barnex police. I was slapped and kicked again by Mr. Umar, a uh, policeman. Ah, uh, well, this is very... Mr. Sarugak said Mr. Umar called the police and the state security service operatives attached to him as security details from home and waited for them to arrive. Uh, he said, when the police from Barnex arrived at the scene, they tried calming the situation after speaking with him without success. The Oga called the police and SSS station at his residence and ordered the driver to go pick the security officers while he waited for them. When the man arrived with the security man, the Oga slapped me again in front of the police and ordered a police officer to slap me, which he did and thereafter ordered me to kneel down and I obeyed. As I went on my knees, the Oga, was, the Oga also kicked me in my face and hit my mouth. I fell and my head got then took me to my MD's office. That was when the Maitama Police Division came and took us to their station. Uh, okay, if you see the, there's a picture. You can read the story on Premium Times. Mm. If you see his, his face, I mean, he has some uh, minor cunt, you know. On his this face. is no minor. 
Look well, at his lips. Just being, uh, you know, being modest. And if you look at the poorly worded statement, it just shows you that perhaps there are people that are supposed to be somewhere and they are not supposed to be a poorly worded statement. He said, Biafra boys, mm. lo and behold, Premier Times have put out the story and interviewed Mr. Yesterday, Tarok Professional uh, Intellectuals, group of intellectuals, put out a statement, and that was where I knew that uh, this Mr. Clemens is a plateau boy. Yeah, he's from me. I never yeah, knew. He's, he's a plateau boy. When I read that statement, I, you know, and I'm not saying we're not bringing this up because it's plateau. We're saying, we're saying that this is dehumanizing. Mm. And I, I think that uh, President Muhammadu Buhari, well, I'm not, if I'd, I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> I put my hopes high and raise my emotion. <laughs> I was, going to, I was going to tell you to take it low from uh, that emotion. point you are going to. <laughs> you, you know, but if Mr. Umar has anything, and maybe Bubo Maru and NDLE and other psychiatrists should evaluate Mr. Umar. Maybe he was on some kind of uh, drugs that alter his... Uh, 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 maybe, maybe, look at this. Uh, uh, you know, Okbar, even if I can't stoop low to a security that is trying to tell me that do the right thing please park well and, i'll be ashamed of and myself. you're supposed to be the chairman of a tr- i mean you're a judge you're supposed to be the chairman of a code of conduct tribunal i mean you're supposed to be those people that would dictate how public office orders or how people in office of government should be i mean it's a it's a total contradiction for what his responsibilities to be and just like you were talking about the worded response is one of the most insulting you know public statement i've read in my life apart from the fact that it's so written with errors uh, they said the video cliff they said biafra boys they said this and that you could know that that was already put together just to save face but at the end of the day my, my worry is not just this my worry is exactly what happened to the lady in the toy in the adult toy store in Abuja that Senator Elisha both slapped how the matter ended out of court they, we heard that some money they changed hands and when people feel like whatever I do I can get away with it then we'll come back to this particular point I hope this one will not follow the same way I read uh, the the, um, uh, the statement of Ifan Yubani the former first vice president of NBA yesterday and he said I'm going to report the case to the SGs I hope they do until people start getting, you know, how they put now punished, people highly placed because of silly things like this. The video is everywhere, so you don't even have to tell me that somebody was rude to you. I mean, Oga Parkwell, it's even a slang we used to use on a normal day. Parkwell, and I said that he's been, they, they said he's been up, he's been coming to fix his phone in the same plaza for 18 years. He didn't come there to intimidate anybody. We saw the video, you told somebody to kneel down, he knelt, and you still want to kick him in that position of submissive. Who does that? I mean, maybe he's... Who was, does that? I'm serious. Maybe he was high on How something. Do you, I, I mean, there's some things you see and you need to check the mental state of some individuals. When somebody said uh, a politician should be taken through, you know, mental evaluation before they run for office, these are the kind of instances that will make you support such move. I well, mean... We have an inside. I'm Alawal's president of the Senate. We have our guests already. When we come back, the program will continue. Stay here. The tripartite meeting of the executive legislature and the party APC is um, a committee that looks into the various policies of government, uh, our federal government, and the situation across the country. In this meeting, we reviewed our various policies, their effectiveness and efficacy, and um, where possible, we uh, suggested ways of making them even better. And of course, as a political party in power, we are very conscious of the fact that we need to have um, uh, policies that will ensure that the most ordinary man in Nigeria uh, is protected, that life is easy, uh, the security situation, thank God, uh, with new strategies coming up from the recently appointed service chiefs and chief of defense staff, things are coming up. Uh, we are seeing uh, better situations, but I think we are also uh, conscious of the fact that we need to do more to support the security agencies uh, across the country to help ease the situation uh, in various parts of the country. So it was a meeting that uh, was meant to strategize on the best possible way of service delivery to the people of Nigeria. I, I thought you we are also supposed to go out to the field and see the difference. I'm sure that um, uh, each time we meet, we come up with uh, ideas on how to make governance better. And uh, you can see that um, 
the federal government of Nigeria, working with the states across the country, uh, is making a lot of uh, uh, inputs into the lives of the people. This is the government that had done much more than any previous administration in terms of empowering the most vulnerable in our country. And uh, this is one idea that we want to continue to always oil and make uh, even better uh, so that our people, and we have so many people who are living below the poverty line, have a better life. And this time, the COVID period, is a very abnormal and unusual time for us. And therefore, there is need for us to continuously review our policies to ensure that they continue to provide the kind of comfort and succor that we intend them to, to, to create in the population. You might have listened to Mr. President uh, about two weeks when he met with service chiefs. He said he was giving them six weeks or so to ensure that um, uh, our rural areas, particularly uh, where our farmers are, are freer for, for the farmers to go back to, to their farms. This is to ensure that we have um, uh, uh, the better environment for our farmers to, to farm and, of course, have a living, and that ensures our food security. But in addition to that, so much funds are going into the agriculture, agriculture sector in Nigeria. And um, uh, only last week, Monday last week, I was in Medugri to attend the graduation ceremony uh, of um, soil doctors and um, uh, extension service or extension workers organized by NALDA, uh, which is in the presidency. And the idea is to create a, a critical mass of uh, people, young, young people, uh, in this country to support the agriculture sector through advice, uh, making farming more scientific and making it more worthwhile. And, and this is something that will ensure that we improve on our food security. I, I believe that uh, the federal government is, is doing a lot. And there are so many states that are queuing behind the federal government policies to, to complement the efforts of the federal government. So we, we are doing quite a lot in the area of food security. But I want to say this. The business of governance is not only about federal government or Mr. President. Every single citizen has interest, has stake in governance. And while those that are elected to govern are doing their work, the citizens are supposed to also continuously identify with programs and projects of federal government and the state governments and indeed even the local governments to ensure that these programs and projects are delivering to them what they want or what they need. And that is why we are listening to what the people say. So we always believe that we should be coming here. The Vice President presides over uh, this committee, as you know, and the idea is to continuously review our policies. How are we faring in, in, in the areas of these projects or those programs and so on and so forth? And I think we are doing well. All right, Senator Amalawal, President of the Senate, they are saying that uh, President Muhammad Wari basically has done well. We have our guest, Dr. Dagom Dang. Good evening, sir, and thanks for coming. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, well, we'll be talking about the state of the Nigerian economy. Lots of issues, you know, we'll like to discuss from inflation, uh, you know, from the uh, wish. Okay, I, I don't know if maybe Femi Adishna is listening to me. Uh, but, you know, lots of issues basically from uh, inflation, unemployment, projected economic growth at the macro level, new charges for USSD and the president's administration to address economic challenges. Let's start with inflation, uh, Dr. Dang. I mean, how would you like us to grapple with the issue of inflation in this country? It has been stable at two digit, uh, digit for some time now. How would you like us to grapple with the issue? You know, these are macroeconomic variables uh, that they normally measure how the economy is doing. Um, you see, the issue of uh, inflation... Um, inflation is a measure of the availability of money in the economy. And uh, when much money is purchasing, few, is purchasing, is uh, pursuing fewer goods, is what we term as inflation. So what we are experiencing today is that much more money is is is, is pursuing fewer goods. You see, the price of uh, rice as at uh, 2015 was around 8,000 or so thereabout. But now, 
I think we buy a bag of rice for about 30,000 naira. So you can see much money is pursuing fewer goods. So and then I think the government inherited a single digit inflation inflationary rate but now is at you know double digits. Um, and uh, it's a problem now. It's Does about it show 16. lack of you know economic planning and insight by the government? Uh, you know there are a lot of things uh, that are, there are a lot of things that affect the inflation rate. You know inflation rate is a rate uh, that is connected to exchange rate, is connected to interest rate, is connected to even the economic growth rate. So there are macroeconomics that they move together in which every economy, every government function in order to stabilize the economy in terms of these macroeconomic variables to stabilize them. So um, if you have a very high inflation rate, then it means that it definitely drag you in the interest rate. And the interest rate is a cost of funds. So, you know, interest rate, we have the NPR, what is called the monetary policy rate of the CBN. It is that rate that controls other interest rates. So it determines if you borrow money, how much you're going to pay on that money you borrowed. And if you are saving to you to determine how much it will be paid to you for saving your money. So uh, NPR determines the various interest rates, be it deposit rates or lending rates. So and then, as I said, those rates affect, or the inflation rate affects the interest rates, and interest rates to affect the inflation rate. For instance, now, let me give you a very practical example. Um, now, rice is, let's say, it's 30,000 naira. And then now you're going to go and borrow, borrow money. And you find that, at the end of the day, the cost of getting the funds to establish a rice milling whatever company processing company you know you definitely the interest rate will be high too the reason that the interest rate will be high is that when inflation rate is high it's affecting the exchange rate probably when you're importing you're going to now exchange your naira for a dollar very high and the way of bringing it in uh, the amount you're going to borrow because they are intertwined, they are connected. So definitely, if at the end of the day, the cost of production will be, uh, uh, be much, and it will determine, the cost of production will determine your selling price. When the cost is high, definitely you're going to add your margin to make your selling price, and uh, uh, it will affect the populace, because definitely you're going to sell high. And selling high, it will definitely increase the inflationary rate. So, and that is the economics behind inflation rate. So, unemployment, I mean, uh, what is the effect on the economy despite the uh, claims by the administration that they've given young people money, you know, to as startups, you know, to start up their own businesses? You see, um, we presently have two labor force reports uh, for last year. We had it at Q2, that is the second quarter, and we had it for Q4, which is at the fourth quarter. You see, um, for unemployment rate, it has increased from 27.1% to 33.3%, whereas underemployment rate reduced from 28.6% to 22.8%. Could you but explain com- what is on underemployment so that the audience will have okay. grabs of it? Oh, we're talking about okay, like unemployment. You know, labor force. Let me first define what labor force is. Mm-hmm. Labor force is constitute the part of population that are within the age of fifteen, within the age of fifteen to sixty-four years, and are able and willing to work. That is the labor force. The definition of labor force. So part of and then our labor force, as at the Q4 report, our labor force constitute about 122 million Nigerians. So those ones who are within the age of 15 to 64 years and are able and willing to work, they're about 122 million. So out of this, if you have those ones who are able and willing to work but couldn't have the job, is what we term as unemployment. But if you have out of those 122 million, that is out of those ones within the age of 15 to 64, if you have those ones who are working between 20 to 21 hours per week, we term them to be under employment. Okay, so 
a working class uh, person supposed to work 40 hours a week? Is that what good, it is? Okay, good. that is you're having full employment. Full employment. Yeah, go ahead with so, that other so, explanation. So, so if you're working less than that, 20, 40, 20, 20, 20. Less than 40 hours a week, you're yes. underemployed. Underemployed. Okay. So now, and then, you know, it's, it's all about methodology. You know, prior to 2014, the methodology adopted was a combined uh, uh, rate. That is the unemployment rate, and on that employment is being termed as unemployment. So, but from 2014, it was separated, and we have unemployment and underemployment. So, com- if you combine both, as at Q2, we had 55% unemployment and underemployment. Then, uh, as at Q4, we combinedly is at 56. We've moved up 56.1%. Unemployment increase, underemployment reduce, but combinedly we're at 56.1%. So what does that mean? It means that out of 1.2 million Nigerians that have the ability and willing to work, 56% of them are either not having the work or having the work but are not fully utilized. That is working between 20 hours and 29 hours per week. So that is what is... And then you can put that now. If you link it up to a poverty headcount, mm-hmm. which is at almost 50% now, the official rate we have was 40%. So now, if I'm going to bring it down for poverty headcount, it means that for every 10 Nigerians, four are poor. For the unemployment and unemployment... For every 10 Nigerians... Three are uh, no, unemployed. Uh, no, three? That's about... 33, 33.3% is it? No, 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 no. no. We're oh, talking okay, about I'm t- okay, I'm talking combined about... Combinedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Combinedly. Yeah, yeah. So that's about five plus people... Are only don't have a job. That don't have a job or are not fully employed. Or they work uh, less than less than less 40, than, hours, yeah, a 40 hours a week. Let's so, talk about this USSD and uh, some... Uh, is it uh, planned by the government to mop up money from the people? And will you say that the country is broke? You see, the USSD, you know, USSD stands for Unstructured Supplementary Service Data. And um, it is a service that has been provided by telcos, the telecommunication companies. And um, it is a service that they provide to banks, so to say. Because mostly if you want to transact with your bank, you use the USSD code. So now, the argument started, I think, around October 2019, whereby uh, the Nigerian telcos, telecommunication companies, and uh, the banks, are, are, they, they have a dispute that, look, you should pay us because we're providing the services to you. Mm-hmm. But the banks are seen that, no, we are also providing a platform to you to function. So there was this argument. So NCC had to come in. They had to come in uh, 2020, around August or so. They had to come in and said, no, no. Telcos are providing these services to the banks, so banks pay them. So at that point, it was valued, uh, the, the, the debt to these banks, what the banks owed to these telcos, was valued at about 17 billion naira. And uh, it grew to it grew to about forty two billion now. And the banks so, are not paying the telcos. So now I think recently they had an agreement that they will start paying. Okay. So now you know that if banks are going to pay, you know that definitely they will now push it down to their customers. So, but the argument is that NCC is saying that no, customers shouldn't pay. You should pay. Banks should pay because telcos are providing those platforms for them to do their banking services with you know, ease. With ease. So these are these are situations. So, but you know, regulators are there to really put things. Yeah, but does it mean that it's just the government who wants to just muzzle money from uh, the ordinary night? Because I mean, seven point five percent VAT uh, you have to pay. For example, high cost of uh, food prices, CPI, <coughs> consumer pr- you know price index. index, very high. You have inflation. You have you know stagnated uh, wage. Your wage is not going high, but you know price of goods and commodities, even service in the market is going skyrocketing. You have biting unemployment, and more than even five people in this country are unemployed out of 10 for example uh, will you is it wisdom that federal government has to bring this at this particular point in time or uh, will you say that it's just uh, I, 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 I like adjective you know to describe that now you see not, not really you see like the issue of 
the USSD, you know, when it is being shifted to the banks, banks pay the telcos. Banks will try to now shift it to their customers again. They'll tell you that providing those services at least to their customers. So they will now shift it to them. But you see, it is an economy. An economy is a system that we have interrelated elements that make the system to work. In Nigeria, those interrelated elements are not really functioning well, and that's what you're saying. You see, what we're talking about, I have a friend who works with Feda uh, Inlada on the service. You know, he started his work uh, uh, as an assistant manager, and now he's a full manager. But he was telling his colleagues, he said, what he was earning as an assistant manager is higher than what he's earning as a full manager. The reason being that when you just find the dollar value of it, you know that definitely you're underpaid now. Mm. <laughs> so, because the dollar at that time and the dollar now, is, you, can, you, can, you can, and then you find that the exchange rate, influence, exchange rate influences all other rates. It influences the economy itself. And that is why you have to promote exports than imports. And if you produ- you're, you're, you're promoting exports, you have to look at production. If you have a consumption-based economy, you definitely have a problem with your exchange rate. But if you have the production-based economy, then definitely because you export those uh, manufactured goods, then definitely you'll be getting the foreign exchange. So you definitely get dollars because you're exporting. But if you're importing, you definitely exchange your naira and get the dollars to go and import. So you find that the forces of uh, the force of demand and supply apply in this matter too. So and the, all the economic indices, or most of the economic indices, are worse than how it was. It is an exacerbation. Uh, uh, situation. It just shows that uh, perhaps the uh, Buhari administration is doing, isn't doing much, you know, to salvage the country and the people. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of issues. You see, um, this is six years now. Um, you know, at the beginning they got it wrong, and then they took time before they knew what to do. Uh, because I think they stayed almost like six to seven months. Six without, months, yeah. Six well, months without, without ministers. These are strategic people. Uh, then there, there wasn't any plan on ground. And there was a lot of panicking. You know, what kills any economy is uncertainty. So there was a lot of uncertainties in the economy. A lot of people now sold their Naira and got dollars and moved their money out to Ghana and some other countries to invest. So investors left us because they didn't know the direction of the economy, no ministers to give direction. And then crude oil price was something else at that time. There was serious depletion. Production too was low. So at the end of the day, we must dive into recession at that point. Then they just upped their game and they decided, and they came up with the uh, ERGP, Economic Growth... Uh, Economic Recovery and Growth Plan. Recovery and Growth Plan. So, and that ended last year. And then now they're trying to now bring out another plan in which, and that is why they now brought the NESP NESP now, last year, June, that, you know, is a transiting plan, Mm. which is a uh, Nigeria Economic Sustainability Plan, in which they put about 2.1 trillion naira to take care of issues like COVID-19 and other health infrastructure and so on and so forth before the next plan. And they see the ERGP is a medium-term strategy. And the one they're trying to now come up with is also a medium-term strategy. So, but we need to have a long-term development plan. So it is in the offing quite okay uh, because the, the ministry, the federal ministry, I think they are, about, they, 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 are, they, are, they are planning to bring out the Nigeria Development Plan Agenda 2050. Okay. So, you know, you know that, you know, you ha- when you have a development plan, then you bring out medium-term strategies in order to pursue that long-term 
development plan. We just hope that uh, we just wish them success. You can join the conversation in case you just tune in. We've been asking Dr. Dagom Dang, uh, the state of Nigeria's economy. We talked about unemployment, inflation, USSD, and other uh, sundry issues as well. Uh, you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 90 uh, or 90 Those are the uh, numbers to call, for example. Before you call, you have to kindly turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely. Let's start with uh, some... Okay, let me take this tweet, maybe a um, couple, like two or three, and then we I'll go to the Facebook. Okay. Uh, this is coming from um, Imani Tuan. He's saying, like, every Nigerian, I hope one day I can get my visa and move out of this country because I can't see a future for a young Nigerian like me. Even if there's a future, we can't see a blueprint. I wish Reno Mokri success in his quest. Uh, Matthew Versace Boy Oladeji saying, I'm confused on why PMB will be allowed to rule from the United Kingdom, but the Nigerians in diaspora are not allowed to contribute to the cry of a good governance. And the country, honestly, uh, honestly, Buhari is literally... Okay. Uh, uh, DD1 is saying, Please, so when has the Senate president become the official spokesperson for the executive? Uh, executives, you ask. Um, Thomas Talkman is saying... There are something we need to understand. We are more concerned about the negative consequences of the government. Have we sat down and asked about what the government have done? I mean the good deeds. Let's try and balance the feelings, please. Okay. Uh, good. Good. Um, okay. Okay. Let's let's go to uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com first like JFM Jaws. <coughs> Ice Kid Broadcast says, Legend doctors commenced strike two days after President Barry left for medical checkup in the UK. The strike commenced two days after Barry left the country for the UK for a medical checkup. Okay, Kelvin. Kelvin Matthew says, uh, nice topic of discussion. There's no effort made in this clueless administration to alleviate poverty in this country uh, because the social intervention program is lopsided. We only hear it in the news and none of us have witnessed it. Uh, the masses live in penury and agony and the so-called lizard travel abroad for medical checkup. From Andrew Amos, Ayuba Gian says, the man tried to understand the easiest uh, Okay. Uh, actually, they are not dancing to the tune of their music, not only on the sound of elevating poverty, but also on security and economy. Uh, maybe in another world, because this will keep announcing millions of naira for elevating poverty on the media, but none were executed. The kind of poverty elevation program put in place by the PNB administration is not sustainable. I just can't imagine dashing some group of people 5,000 naira as a way of reducing poverty. And may God help our country from Whoop Hill, Swalji. Uh, John Paul Chakop says to be candid, the state of the economy is a pathetic one since our exchange rate is almost 500 to a dollar. The price of goods and services on the increase, no price control. Can you imagine same goods here sold with different prices on the same streets? Interesting. Moses Yaro says, uh, the, truth in Niger- the truth is this, Nigeria cannot improve under the system that sees nothing wrong with its economic policies. Even the industrialized countries don't have such high rate of unemployment or underemployed working class. Comrade Adon Antiba says, the poverty has taken over this country is no longer an intention to alleviate poverty. It is a complete injection of poverty in this country by the PMB-led administration. Leadership without direction is a sickness. How can PMB elevate poverty in this country? That this country's poverty rate is increasing by the day and nothing good is coming out from this government. I don't know what magic they will perform. For Manasseh Hapsen, Young Joe says, even if it is may be favorable to the other side. May God be with us in this country. What we're discussing actually is we're looking at the state of the nation and, you know, how the different uh, social intervention program could possibly help us to increase our economic growth. Izank, as he says, uh, Nigeria, Nigeria, my fatherland, what a country. This is a country where the president would travel abroad. He would not do the proper handing over to the vice president. What a nation. Uh, that was Sunday says, my God, there's no other positive that for this administration has done in order to elevate poverty uh the administration is a total failure to us as a country we'll never forget about the leadership and the government of pmb 
Uh, instead of alleviating Nigerians out of poverty, the administration has successfully put millions of us into poverty. My question always is this, that what would this administration be remembered for after eight years of leadership? Is it insecurity, corruption, bad economy, or bad governance? Let us not give up on this country. Uh, maybe you can squeeze in a few calls, uh, Mr. Fanap. Yeah, well, uh, let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. I'm Grumbling from Kangang. We're listening, sir. Uh, it is very unfortunate that uh, this is where we find ourselves in the system. Uh, a government that can get out on a private jet to, his, to a foreign country. What innovation has the government bring back to, to the country? Uh, in the on ground. So let, let, let us remain here and, and salvage. But the issue is let us bring Thank you. Thank you. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine, or you call zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about this USSD. My name is Ibrahim. Your name is who? Okay, so the federal government announced that for every USSD transaction you make, they are going to charge you six naira ninety eight kobo. No, what I mean, I don't know what is USSD. Okay, okay. Uh, is universal? Maybe the guests will. Uh, well, just hold on. They are going to. Uh, the guests will uh, respond to that question. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening. We got too late. Sorry about that. Uh, let me check Twitter. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, this is not for us. Hello and good evening. Yeah, thanks for calling. We're listening. Comment seem not to be clear. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. Good evening. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Chicha and Junction. We're listening to you, Sadiq. Yeah, actually, the state of economic in this administration is poor. It's very, very poor. Seeing how goods and services are high in the market. Seeing the rate of naira dollar very very high, this to say that this administration they did not bring any development in terms of what they have inherited from the previous administration. That to say that the high level of unemployment and the calculation of good is what the, the government has been, and the issue of insecurity is what is causing all these things. There is not any company that will come and invest in Nigeria with this high level of insecurity. And the principal part of it is that I mean, the President, with all these situations, he even travel without handing to his uh, 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 vice president is very very unfortunate because this is not the, the way the constitution is supposed to be if his, his vice president is there then why he travels that uh, official handling we did not support this and Jehuda is saying that it's normality we have break the law and we are ready to change this present government by God great thank you very much thank you Sadiq hello and good evening got you late uh, this is coming from, let me, uh, Austin is saying, well, for me, the president has only succeeded in empowering some cabals who don't care about the country. If the president will travel for treatment abroad while our doctors are on strike, is a shame and a slap to Nigerians. Hello, good evening. Hello. Okay, that wasn't working. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Pastor. Yeah. I'm calling from Terminus. We're listening to you, sir. 
I don't have much to say, but I will say this to the last caller. I appreciate the fact that he calls a lot. You know, as much if you know it very well, if you know, you know, he does not, he does not allow his religion or maybe the political affiliation people from his side do have for the political party that is in government. You know, whenever he talks, he talks like the way we Nigerians feel what we're feeling. So I really encourage him, and I'm happy with him. You know, whenever he makes contribution, I am really happy with him. Some people have been blinded in this country with sentiment. It's not helping us. Look at the countries. Nigeria is the property capital of the world. When we said we wanted Buhari to become president, people voted Buhari because they felt he was going to improve the economy of this country. Things are getting more worse. People are becoming more vulnerable. You started the conversation with how uh, the vulnerability of Nigerians. Nigerians are becoming more vulnerable. People cannot go to school. The activities in the school ha- cannot continue. Education is being clamped on. That is an, another way of even improving the economy by education. And these are not getting right. It's just unfortunate what is happening in this country. And people refuse to tell the government that the government have not tried. Some people still want to keep clapping for the government. I don't get to understand. You know, if you, if you are enjoying the government because of political affiliation, time is coming. When those, that government will leave, and it will face in your head. Eyes. It's already facing some of us. It's already facing majority of the Nigerians. So that's just my take uh, uh, this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Well, this is the much phone call we're going to take. Dr. Dang, please respond in your final word. Yeah, let me quickly respond to the person who asked USSD, the meaning yeah. of USSD. It's, it's unstructured supplementary service data. Structured supplementary service data. Um, yeah, I can hear the lamentations, and then the, that is the true situation. And you can see even those uh, macroeconomic indicators are also lamenting too because they are not too favorable. The fact that we went out into recession having the point eleven percent, you know, positive growth is still not enough, and uh, is not really showing uh, on the populace. And if you can see that the the public debt is also growing, you know, we're around 27 trillion naira. Now we are 32, 32.9 trillion naira. And our foreign reserve is depleting. Is depleting, of course, because, um, but it's at least going up a little bit because the crude oil price is going up. You know, that is... Uh, that is if they choose to keep the excess based on the oil, uh, the benchmark, benchmark, you know, in the budget. Yeah, if yeah, they choose yeah. to keep so, the excess, so, yeah. so, but, but if you see, the higher the crude oil prices, the more dollars come, come in. And it will now definitely uh, increase the reserve. Increase the, increase the reserve. So <coughs> now, the reserve now, that is what they are using in order to stabilize, in order to control the exchange rate. If not, it will have been something else. Hmm. And that's why I found that, uh, you know... When so we can be worse than this as a nation? No, no, of course, but that is the economy. <sighs> the economy is that the foreign reserves should stabilize the exchange rate. Hmm. So that is the idea. So, hmm. And that's what, when you find that when you have less foreign reserve, when you have... When, you see, when you have the crude oil price, because it's a monolithic economy... The, the crude oil controls the everything. Ch- of course, the chunk of our foreign exchange, that is our greatest export. Hmm. So if at all we're exporting other things in a large quantity, then definitely it will not supplement it, it each other. Supplement each other. Mm. But now it's the crude oil that we have the dollars. And that's the dollars we use to have it in the market, foreign exchange market, in order for those importers to get an import. All right. So <sighs> that's the situation. So in fact, uh, I don't know. But it's, so, it's, it's so bad. If, no. if, if you can tell us you don't know, then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Also, I think it's I think it's just something we need to figure out. Uh, I mean, you you get statistics and you get really disturbed. There's no way in this world that about 612 schools will be closed down in a region within the space of six years, and you think the rate of crime in that particular axis will not go up. It will definitely go up. Educate your people, then definitely develop your nation. Good evening. Stay out of trouble. My name is Okpayemi. Okpayemi Akede. Bye for now. Thank you very much, Dr. Dagomdang. Always a pleasure. Always a privilege having you in the studio. And of course, the learning continues. Thank well, you. Well, dear audience, dear listener, this is the much we take uh, tonight on the show. Stay tuned to the news top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 